Hi, I'm Emily with the Limitless Female Podcast. You are listening to episode 80, Feeling Bad About Feeling Bad. Woman, welcome. If you're a mama who is feeling all the feels of motherhood, the ups and downs of hormones, and maybe even depression, then you are in the right place. Limitless Female is your confident inner voice, helping you master your mood and create the epic life that calls you. My goal is to show you just how enough you are so you can show up limitless in your own life. Let's get started. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, Emily McIntyre, on the Limitless Female Podcast. I'm so excited because this is the first week and the first time that I've ever recorded and also uploaded it as a video to YouTube. So if you guys would prefer to watch the video, you got to come check out YouTube um, where you can see my face if you are a visual learner. Um, for some of you, you might see my face and be like, oh, I liked listening better. <laughs> I've had that happen before where I listen to a podcast and I love the person and then it's just kind of a shock. Like my vision of who they were looked different than how they looked in real life. And, um, that can happen too. You might love listening to me on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, but I'm really excited to be here with you guys this week and, um, share my new office with you. We built a house, uh, we owned land for over two years. It was a lot of fun and kind of a struggle And I'm so grateful to be here. I love living out among the trees, you guys. It's so peaceful. I love when we go on a drive to the store, we are just like in the wilderness. And I never thought I'd say it, but I love Texas. I know. I just said it. I can't believe it. Um, This week, I want to talk to you guys about feeling bad about feeling bad. Okay? We also can call it mom guilt. Okay. But generally just feeling like we shouldn't feel bad, I think is one of the biggest causes of dirty pain. Okay. So I'm going to do a little refresher for you of clean and dirty pain, because I feel like the whole thing that I do here with clients one-on-one is basically work on identifying and cleaning up their dirty pain. Dirty pain is the suffering we create for ourselves with our own thoughts about our life. And I feel like particularly with my clients who struggle with, um, depression or anxiety, it's cleaning up their thoughts about their own mood. So if we have thoughts about the way we're feeling today, and they're not usually like, it's okay. I got me. I can do this. Usually there's some version of, I should be better for my family. I don't have time to feel this way. Um, you know, what am I doing wrong? Am I not righteous enough? We use our emotions against ourselves rather than embracing them and understanding they're a tool from our heavenly father to help us become who we need to be. They are red flags. They're indicators. Okay. And we should be so grateful for our emotions. So today I want to talk about a few ways that we get in this trap of feeling bad about feeling bad. And then we create this dirty pain. So clean pain is anything that moves you through a situation. Okay. And the best example of clean pain I can think of is grief. Okay. When someone really truly is willing to feel grief, they move through a loss a lot quicker than someone who is trying to stay busy and avoid grief. 
So for a lot of you, I feel like you can relate and understand that grief is a clean emotion because it's not only something that moves you through it, but it feels very human, right? It reveals our humanity. We want to feel grief when we lose somebody. And so grief is emotion and emotion that we want to feel clean pain are emotions that feel appropriate, right? Like being sad when your child is sad. Okay. Or feeling grief when you have a loss or being angry when someone's murdered. Like sometimes those are clean, considered clean pain because they are appropriate. They move you through a certain situation. They reveal our humanity. We like feeling them. Okay. Then we have dirty pain, which is the pain that we create with our thoughts about our life of what's gone wrong and our thoughts about our own emotions. Okay. And some of those dirty pain emotions look like overwhelm, like frustration is a huge dirty emotion because it always means we're fighting with what is in our life. Okay. We believe something has gone terribly wrong. And so we feel frustrated. We're fighting with reality. And so we create this frustration, this stuck feeling. Dirty pain keeps us stuck. It doesn't move us through it. It feels kind of immature. It doesn't quite feel appropriate, right? It feels justified, okay? Like like self-righteousness, but not appropriate. Where we're like, I know I should move on, or I know I should get over it, or I want to, but I just can't. I just feel so justified. I just want to feel this way. I want to be mad. And that's what we would consider dirty pain. It keeps us stuck. Okay. So when we feel bad about feeling bad, we're creating dirty pain that we don't need to create. So in order to get rid of that dirty pain, it requires that we are willing to feel bad. Yeah, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Right? You're like, this sucks. You want me to feel bad? But I'm telling you guys, this is the way through life. Okay. Right now, your lower brain and the rest of the world is tricking you into believing that the pursuit of happiness is the way to be happy. Okay. This like endless hustle pursuit of happiness is the way to be happy. And it's wrong. And the reason I know it's wrong is because look at the results. We know that that's this hustle to be happy is creating a result of overeating, addiction, just like over-pleasuring in all areas of our life. Like this condensed amount of pleasure that we have been told is is, um, something to chase after and available to us, right? So we binge on Netflix and we listen to music, which is fine, instead of sitting quiet, right? We're constantly in this pursuit of happiness. We're hustling to make more money. We are hustling to put our kids in every sport possible and making sure they get good grades all in this pursuit of constant happiness. You guys, the goal to real joy, which is not short-term, but internal and long-term is to be willing to feel bad. Okay. It feels very counterintuitive, but I promise you that this is the way to be really, really happy is to be willing to feel bad. Then you can stop creating this dirty pain. So 
One of the first mistakes that I see a lot of people make um, is that they are trying to be positive all the time. Most people who have never heard of the tools I use, have never heard of coaching, have never had a life coach, um, but they love self-development. They are so positive. Okay. This is me for my whole life. And it's, it's a good first step. Okay. My parents are such positive people. My, um, dad would sing some annoying, like positive song to wake us up. He'd be like, it doesn't even make sense. I sing it to my husband. He's like that, that, what does that even mean? I'm like, I don't know, but we, well, we loved it when we were younger and then we hated it when we were older, but he would say, we're going to stand them in the aisles. We're going to lay them on their feet. No one, but the nows can be beat. Get up. Let's go. <laughs> let's get ready for school. And my mom, before we left the house, she would say, put your fist up in the air and just yell like, I rock. And she'd have us do this before we left the house. You know, like just, you're amazing. Just such positive people. You guys, this is amazing. A lot of people in the world don't get to this part, but I feel like as members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as Christians, um, as people who love self-development and improving, sometimes we love positivity. Okay. But The only problem with positivity is it doesn't allow us to investigate the real problem. Okay. The real problem. Let me give you guys an example. So, um, I have a client who has a sister who lives by her. Okay. And I have actually many clients who've come up with, this is kind of a general issue, right? Her sister lives by her. Her sister moved by her and told her like, I need you. I want to move by you. I, you know, I want to have that that relationship with you. Right. And then her sister tells her like, I really want you to plan a birthday party for me. I really want you to help me connect with friends. Um, I want you to be there for me more. Can you invite me out with your friend group? Okay. All of these seem like very, I don't know, maybe normal things, but if you can relate, you understand that you might be feeling pressure. Okay. Pressure expectations to people, please to take care of your sister, Maybe you don't love the way you are with your friends when she's there. Maybe you want to have a separate life from her. Maybe you don't like always bringing all of your family drama into your current life. There's so many reasons that you might feel a little overwhelmed having this person in your life. Okay. But I also call this, this is a positivity problem, but I also call it the even though problem. Okay. If you find yourself saying, even though... She, my sister tells me she needs all this from me. I can just say no. Even though my sister tells me I'm not doing it right. I can love her anyway. Even though, um, you know, my sister is all up in my business and has the same friends as me. I got this. Okay. Even though, um, she's kind of needy and she's like, always telling me I'm doing it wrong, right? I'm a peacekeeper. Okay. It's the positive, even though problem. And you know that you're just being positive and you're not investigating the real problem. When you keep saying I can be positive anyway, even though, because that assumes that your sister is the problem, right? Her behavior is negative. Her being there is the hard thing. It's saying like, even though I have this really hard thing in my life, 
I can just be positive. Okay. And this can be like a little bit effective, but the main issue, sorry, y'all. Okay. But the main issue is that then that means that you have to keep being positive. Okay. And that you're sort of waiting for your sister to change. You're like, even though she's horrible, okay, I can be positive. It also gives all the power to your sister, right? That all of these emotions I'm having are because of her. But even though she's creating all these feelings, I can be happy anyway, okay? It is not the most powerful place to be. When the real issue is not your sister, your sister's behavior is totally neutral, Your sister having expectations of you is not what's making you feel pressure in your life. Your sister telling you what she needs is not what's making you feel overwhelmed. It's that you make it mean I am the one who has to meet her needs. Do you guys see that? It's not your sister. It's that you make it mean I am the one who has to meet her needs. Now, this is good news that this is the reason you're actually struggling. Okay. And this is why positivity sometimes doesn't allow us to see that we just keep being to be trying to be positive in the wake of negative situations. But the truth is there are no negative situations, only negative thoughts. Okay. Like my sister isn't doing it right. Right. Only negative thoughts that are keeping you stuck. And this is a much more powerful place to be. Because we can't change your sister, but we can change our thoughts. This thought, I'm the one who has to meet her expectations. That's so not true, right? You're the one choosing to try and meet them. But the truth is you can't meet her expectations. Only she can. Only she can decide that the way you're showing up in her life is enough for her, right? And until she decides that, you can just love her and let her feel let down. You never, ever can be the one, you guys, to help someone feel supported. Supported is an emotion that people feel from their thoughts, what they make your behavior mean in their life. When you show up, they make it mean she supports me, but they have to choose that thought, right? That should really make you feel like a little bit of relief. So trying to be positive all the time does not allow us to get to the root cause of what's really going on. And you'll notice if you're doing this because of the results you're getting in your life. If you are positive all the time, but you keep getting the same results of yelling, or you keep getting the same results of not increasing your income, or you keep getting the same results of you know not figuring out solutions for your, your mental health or your physical health or just the needs that you have. If you feel like you just keep hitting a wall and you're not finding solutions and you're not improving, then you know that you're being positive all the time instead of investigating. Okay. Be willing you guys to open the doors to the closet. That is your dirty brain. Okay. This means that you guys need to be like, you need to be open to the knowing. Okay. What is it that you're thinking that's causing you so much pain? And if you're going to be afraid or shameful or feel bad about it, you'll never discover what that is. You'll never discover this thought that I'm the one who has to meet her expectations. I know that sounds kind of like petty. You might not like say that to somebody else. Like, well, I'm the only one who can do it and nobody else in the world can help her. Right. But if you take a minute, you might discover that that's kind of how you feel. 
And if you're not embarrassed to think it, you'll actually come upon it, right? You'll actually find it. And then you'll be able to examine that thought because the truth is you're not the only one, right? There are other people. If you're not the one to try and meet your sister's expectations or anybody else in your life, guess what? They'll find somebody else to help meet it. And if no one is there to meet your expectations or hers, guess who ends up meeting them? They do. Have you ever been in a situation where your husband's out of town and there's nobody to take out the trash but you? And your kids are being crazy and there's no one for you to commiserate with. And so you end up taking care of your own expectations. You're like, you don't say, oh, it's my husband's job to take out the trash. You go like, well, he's not here. So let's solve this problem, right? So that is what your sister will do. You got to stop taking ownership of her expectations and you got to stop blaming her for all the work you're doing, right? You don't have to be the one. You got to let her do it. But solving that, just that particular problem I shared with you guys that some of my clients have, you would never discover if you keep doing the even though game. Even though my sister is so challenging, I love her anyway. No, you guys, your sister's not challenging. The way you're thinking about her is challenging. And so let's figure out what all that negativity is that you're thinking about her so we can question it, so we can take a look at it, so we can see if you need to keep thinking it, so we can see if we want to keep believing it, okay? And you can figure out if you're, you're in this kind of positive mindset that doesn't allow you to investigate by the results you're getting. Okay. All right. Another area that I see people struggle in the feeling bad about feeling bad is when we mistake blessings for ease of happiness. Okay. We're like, I am being blessed or why aren't I not being blessed? Because things are so hard. Why isn't heavenly father blessing me, right? I'm being so righteous. I'm being so good. I'm doing all the things. Where are the blessings? Okay. I had a, um, a friend whose boyfriend actually joined the, the church that I'm part of when we were in high school and we had an early morning church class. It's called seminary. And I mean, if you can believe like an, a 17 year old attending like a 6am church class before school, that's kind of intense and awesome, right? So he was attending, um, at that time he had just been baptized. I think his parents kicked him out of the house and then he went to a, a party where there was a lot of drinking, but he wasn't drinking and the cops raided the party and he was caught and put in jail and just all these things were happening to him. And he was telling me if it's right to join the church, then why is life so hard? Right? Why is life so hard? Where are the blessings, right? Of, of making, um, sound choices in my life. And that thought, that question has really st- stuck with me because I really try to put myself in the mind of, of other people, because I've always been a member of the church. I really try to discover like, okay, you know, what would it be like not to know this, right? Like, how can I, how can I better understand and help people? Because you know, who haven't always had the knowledge, right? And um, I think that we sometimes equate blessings with ease of happiness, okay? 
happiness is something that you will always have 50% of and 50% of life will be hard. Okay. Whether or not you have the gospel in your life and blessings from heavenly father, I feel like is knowledge because if our brain is the kind of container that is creating this 50% opposition in all things, because our brain is always scanning for negative emotion and, and things to predict and to protect us from, right? Knowledge is part of that kind of brain, right? So if, if I have this lower brain, that's always searching for what could go wrong and offering me this opposition in my life, knowledge from heavenly father kind of lands in this like higher brain category where it helps me to navigate and to question all these lower brain beliefs that my brain thinks is serving me, right? Like watch out for danger here and this could go wrong and this is not okay. And people shouldn't behave this way. And then I have this knowledge from heavenly father, right? That we're all children of God or that it's all going to be okay. Or that I do, I can survive this. I caught this, right? Or that I have a best friend in my savior or that I have a companion in the Holy ghost. That kind of knowledge is the blessing. Okay. It's not the ease of happiness. That means you're doing it right. Okay. You may be blessed and not feel happy. Okay. So feeling bad does not mean that you are not blessed and that you're not righteous enough. Okay. Okay. This brings me to my third one is that feeling bad does not mean you're not grateful. Okay. Just because you feel bad or you're sad or you're depressed does not mean you aren't grateful. There are so many reasons that we can feel sad, but remember we're talking about eliminating the dirty pain that we create, but the clean pain of sadness, you guys, it's all over the scriptures. Okay. Clean pain is anything you think that the savior would feel and the savior felt sadness. Okay. God feels sadness. I've said it before, but in the scriptures, it says God wept. Okay. The goal in life in the gospel of Jesus Christ and with coaching is that is not to be happy all the time. Okay. It's to accept that we won't be happy all the time. And yet nothing has gone wrong. That is the goal. Okay. So feeling bad about feeling bad is just us misunderstanding gratitude, blessings, and positivity and what they can do in our life. Thank you so much for coming and listening. If you loved what you heard this week, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any bonus episodes to share it with those that you love and please leave a review. That's how people find the podcast and they find this works that they can improve their lives in the way they feel. Thanks. You guys have an amazing week. Bye-bye. If you have questions about anything you've learned here on the podcast or want help with something going on in your own life, hop on a free coaching call with me in just 30 minutes. You'll have real tools for your unique situation. Go to limitlessfemalecoaching.com forward slash work with me, or you can find a link in the show notes below. Spots are limited, so grab one before you miss it.